tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink. Welcome to Tim Fall Hat. You know I am. You know I'm here to do. I'm here to Rock. join me as always, Xavier Guerrero, and on the ones and twos, Juicy Johnny, J Nice, Johnny Woodard, the best. Hey, hey guys, uh, fun episode with you. We have returning champion from Forbidden News, uh, Forbidden Knowledge News, Chris Matthews. Uh, he came on, dropped the hammer. He had a great conversation about all of the dark. Just the occult craziness of Louisiana, which I'm excited about because I am going to Louisiana in a month. So it's good to know that you have Bigfoot dogs. Aren't you dog a little man. scary? Aren't you a little scared? S- smoke people, smoke people. Smoke people, yeah, jockeys that are just sneaking in. Tiny, your house. tiny jockeys. Tiny jockeys coming in your house with weird technology. Well, you know, a jockey, a jockey's a kind of a part-time job. Really. You know what I mean? You're like you're racing. Yeah. And what are what they are you, doing when they're not racing? Time. So you got to sneak in. You get paid to sneak into people's That's, houses. Okay. So then, the when they're not tiny people riding big horses, they're haunting houses. Is that what you're <laughs> right. saying? Exactly. Fun facts. Fun facts by Juicy Johnny. That is true. Yeah. So guys, listen. I'm doing some gigs. I'm coming. I'm. You know, depending on the day. Depending on the day, uh, you can catch me. Uh, today, I feel really good about stand-up, and I'm coming to Reno. By the way, I did a little uh, – uh, coming out today, I did Reno uh, Radio. Both of them messed my name up. What they call it's you? It's Sam Tripoli, everybody. <laughs> How do you mess up And Tripoli? I just run with it. I just run with like it. Like one of the famous – Yeah. Most you know, my name's cities. Sam Tripoli, and I'm here to have a good time, <laughs> and I just went off. Well, who doesn't have to say Tripoli? I mean, it's a big, major city in the world Because this one know? guy's like, oh, I forget what the jo- – he, he has a name, and I it's from a song, and he goes like, oh, I've never heard that before. I'm like, okay, guy who just messed up my name, thank you. I'm sorry, I've never heard of you before. Like, I, I, the only reason I don't burn everything to the ground is because I'm respecting the person who's brought me out. Like, I'm a weird punk rock like that guy. Like, I don't play by rules except for house rules. Do you think radio even works? No. I was about to say, you're not doing their, mor- their morning show, right? No, they're putting me on, like, uh, anyways, I don't want to complain, but the point was it was very funny. Uh, what was the line? Blinded by no, that wasn't it. Revved up like no, I forget what the song Another was. But but anyways, uh, go to samtribute.com. Reno, show up, watch Daddy Hammer, people. Reno, I'm there May fourth through the sixth. I'm doing four shows. Come get weird, and then we got LA. Uh, we got the Comedy Chaos two shows May 9th. We got 8 p.m. and 10:30. All of them are fucking murder shows. I'm very excited about both of them. Look at that. Bang. Look at that. Matt Reif, Mark Marin, Dane Cook, Laura Betts, Tony Rock. Everybody's killers. And then the next show is just a bunch of fun weirdos. Okay. Eddie Bravo, Brittany Furlong, Jeff Dye, Willie Barsena, Quindell, Xavier Guerrero will be jumping up. Oh, shit. 
Go do some Let's time. Do it. Tell your friends. Spread the word. Get weird. That's how we're going to go. Uh, then uh, then I'm in Jacksonville, Mississippi. Now, Baton Rouge. Jack- Jackson, Mississippi. Jackson. You're right. Jackson, Mississippi on June 2nd. And then uh, June 3rd, I'm at Baton Rouge. And then the following week, I'm in San Diego. I want to shoot my special at the end of the month. I just got to find the right place. That's all I got to do. I just got to find the right What is it you're looking for? I don't know, man. Dana's mad because I'm doing a small room again. She wants me to do a big room, and I don't want to do a big room. I want to do a small room. I like small rooms. I like, I don't think, I, I, uh, you're either going to do like Madison Square Garden or you're just doing another room. That's my opinion. I, I don't think the room matters, but I, I, I don't like specials in big rooms. I just think the energy's off. People are watching at home on their couch. Let them get, have small room energy. Bang, bang, pow. I mean, the Viper Room had that right energy. Yeah, I, I totally forgot about how badass the Viper Room was. I've been clipping it, and the jokes are really good, even though Instagram will not let you see them. Go to Sam Tripoli uh, on Instagram. Uh, a lot of great stuff going on. Uh, comedy Chaos. Uh, well, okay, so Comedy Chaos. And then uh, go to Rockfin for all my premium content. Uh, five shows involving me or somebody on a show. We, have, we don't smoke the same. First Look Broken Sim, Tim Fall Hat, Zero. And uh, one of the greatest shows of all time, Conspiracy Social Club. I mean, I am just putting this guy in a corner. I saw him taking an L. I'm putting baby in the corner. And Conspiracy Social Club is one of the top shows uh, on on Rockfin, so go check that out. And then uh, all my free content's there. And we'll get, and you'll be at the end of the show. You hear about all of our affiliates. We're about to add a couple more. Uh, I've just been really busy, but this weekend I'll be able to do it. Uh, we're going to add some more affiliates. Anything else, guys? Uh, that's it. Check out uh, Broken Simulation. Probably will be out tomorrow, depending on when you hear this. All right. Enjoy the show with Chris Matthews. We go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. Okay, guys, let's get into it. Very excited. Uh, Very excited to have this next guest on. He has a wonderful podcast called Forbidden News. Forbidden Knowledge News, excuse me. Uh, Please welcome back returning champion Chris Matthews. How are you, Chris? Hey, Sam. Thanks so much for having me back on. Been looking forward to this. Well, we're looking forward to having you on. We appreciate any time uh, anybody comes and spends a little time with us. For those who may not be familiar with your last appearance, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and where our listeners can find you? Yes, and thanks again for having me. Uh, you can find us on all podcast platforms. We are Forbidden Knowledge News. I am also the founder of the Forbidden Knowledge Network. We feature a bunch of other podcasts on our website. We're available on Rockfin, Rumble, and we cover some of the most weird and fun and fantastic shit on the planet with some of the most amazing guests and most brilliant individuals that I've ever met. So we have a good time there. So if somebody came to me with like a billion dollars, right, and they say you can do anything, you know what I would do? I would start a 24-hour conspiracy news channel, (laughs) like done like Fox News, but only focusing on the conspiracy. That would be great. Wouldn't it be great? Would you be one of the hosts? 
Yeah, I would be like, yeah, and I would we would have our own Tucker Carlson type, and <laughs> and you know we'd have we'd go to Dallas strip bars and find hot strippers who could read teleprompters, and we'd have our own Megyn Kellys and stuff like that, and they would just be like, today in Pizzagate, right? We just get deep into that. Like I would love that. Are we That'd still be having the- a weather? Weather segment? Yeah, weather, but it will be like what DARPA did to us this week. <laughs> geoengineering <laughs> section? Yeah, geoengineering yeah. section. I'd totally do that. That'd be the Hell best. Yeah, man. So, That'd um, be dope. so we appreciate you coming on again. And, like, I really love getting, uh, you know, I just had a big episode with uh, Brian Callen on Conspiracy Social Club, a uh, real debate on what happened to these, these cows. Uh, they've had their, like, <laughs> tongues and their anuses carved out and uh i think it's cryptids that's my opinion but of course he doesn't want to believe any of that what Uh, does he what does he think it is he he thinks thinks some farmers just out there doing precision work with no blood (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, farmers doing that shit all the time of course can we ask johnny is that possible johnny as it's what possible like do that in the middle of the woods and with make no sure blood. with no blood and precision I mean, I, cutting. I don't know anything about medicine, but I, I, I doubt it. Johnny, when you were carving up your p- poor farm animals, there was a lot of blood. Yeah. There was a lot of blood. There will be blood. <laughs> yeah. there, there will was, be blood. There was blood. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm in the cryptids. Where do you want? Us? Okay, tell us about your doc that's coming out. Yeah, man, my doc. It's it's been a long time in the in the coming in the making, and I finally decide to 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 buckle down and get it done. It's going to be a series. It's going to be an ongoing series covering all the wonderful stuff I cover on my show from paranormal to spirituality, conspiracies, occult history, hidden history, all that fun stuff. And I I took the opportunity to take a trip to Louisiana where I was born and raised and figured I what better than have my first episode be about the occult Louisiana history, some of the high strangeness that goes on there. And some of the shit that I learned, man, I had no idea. I grew up there and I had no idea how crazy some of the the history was and some of the paranormal high strangeness that goes on. Cryptid encounters, ghosts, poltergeists, disembodied voices, UFOs, smoke people, swamp people, lizard people, all kinds of crazy stuff that's going on. And it's really debatable to some that Louisiana may be one of the most haunted states in the United States, but it is. New Orleans is definitely number three or four on many lists of like the most paranormal or haunted cities in the United States. It's really like a paranormal cage in Disneyland, but it's 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 an awesome place, man. The people there are so humble and laid back, and they can really experience the craziest of shit, and they wouldn't tell anybody about it unless you really engage them in conversation. Nobody down there is really trying to get famous or no notoriety for their paranormal encounters, and it's really a great place, man. I was born in a place called Homa. It's a very small town. I lived there until I was 20 years old. I then moved to Florida for 10 years, came back to Louisiana in 2013, and just moved to Colorado recently in 2020. But the area I grew up in was so unique. The culture, the food is amazing. It's about 50 miles west of New Orleans, really deep in the swamps, and only about 90 miles from the coast. And the people down there are amazing. Like we, 
the rest of the country does not give the people down there enough credit for how smart and how much common sense they have. They really didn't participate in the COVID nonsense. Masks weren't really a thing. And like I said, people have a lot more common sense and smarts than they're given credit for down there. It is very ranked, very low in education. It's a very poor state, but the food is incredible. It's a beautiful area. But because of the extremely traumatic and even magical history, the state has some incredible energy surrounding it. And the more south you get, the more into those deep swamps, the more insane that energy gets. And I think it's because of that energy. A lot of people become depressed in that area. They feel trapped or stuck. And after living there most of my life, it certainly took its toll on my life. I had to, I had to get out of there. I was depressed for most of my life. And it's, it's, it was, it was an amazing place. If you want to make a shit ton of money by being away from your family for months at a time on an oil rig, go for it. I mean, that's great for that. You do make a lot of money, but as far as like nurturing creativity, not so much. And it's I was a very creative person. I'm going to be so, in Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge. Hell yeah, man. In, that's uh, the, uh, the capital. In June. So go grab your tickets there. You can grab Have all you ever the been there before, Sam, to Louisiana? You know what's so funny? I think I have, and then I can't remember at the same time. It's very weird. <laughs> New it Orleans? has an effect sometimes. You may, like especially if you go to New Orleans during think, Mardi Gras, you may not remember shit. I, I think I've been there, but then maybe I'm like, did I have I been there? I don't know. <laughs> Such a wild place, New Orleans. Um, but I'm very yeah. excited to go. I'm very excited to get out there. And, you know, we were going to do a uh, show during COVID, but they were just, you know, I know you said that Louisiana, I know New Orleans was uh lot of full of covid retards there was a lot and that gets it was you, new orleans is like different than the, the, no, the rest. That. that's like the woke city part yeah. the rest nobody gives a shit about that which is very interesting because if you get into uh you know cryptids it, like the only cryptid i've ever heard of in the big city is the chicago mothman right like everybody else <laughs> like it's all in Country, small city, stuff like that. You don't hear about any wild animals, though, really, in cities, right? I mean, very. I mean, like angry squirrels. Yeah. <laughs> That's about <laughs> it. Pigeons, but you don't really hear of any animals out that aren't domesticated, right? But like, I really do believe that the electromagnet fields of uh, just these big cities with these all these wires everywhere and these you know, electrical grids and stuff like that really make it either impossible to see them or turns these cryptids off from being in the big city. And that's why, and I guess you could probably hide a lot easier in smaller cities, right? Like in country cities where it's easier to snag somebody and disappear or, or hunt in the woods and nobody sees you and stuff like that. So I do find it very interesting. Yeah, I mean, the cities are built for humans, you know. They, they are designed around humans, so that makes sense. Right, but, yeah, but, I mean, like, these cryptids come around humans. You never see them coming in. I just, what I mean, all the things here are for the convenience of humans. They're not for, you know, they didn't, that's not where they evolved, whatever these cryptids are. Yeah, but I do think that has a lot to do with energy like you know I buy that. if you talk about you know we've had guests on the show that have talked about how like native elders talk about how they can't astro project anymore 
because of all the uh, electricity in the air, weird energy, you know? I, I think it's, I think it's, so, so, you know, uh, do you get into simulation theory? Then we'll get into uh, all the occult stuff you want to talk about in Louisiana, I, stuff like that. I love simulation theory, and I, I like to think of it more as just this being an experience for us. These physical bodies are avatars. We have spiritual essences somewhere else that are trying to lead us to a more spiritual awareness, to to an advancement and evolution of our consciousness. And being like a video game, these these spiritual essences that are outside of this simulation, maybe they might throw us some sort of strange paranormal activity or unknown experience or spiritual experience to get us going to get that video game character going in the right direction. And I honestly think that that may be the source of a lot of what we understand as paranormal activity is our avatars hitting that a B plus button and sending us a weird cheat code so that we understand what the hell's going on in our reality. I don't know. I'd like to think about that sometimes. Yeah. The reason I bring that up is because I was having a conversation on the drive over with my friend, Mike Romanelli from the free thinkers uh, podcast, uh, yeah. Free Thinkers Television, and we were having a conversation because we were going over the last episode, episode six six six, and this this belief that I have that everything is almost like a intelligence operation, and I wonder because he was bringing up because I guess I didn't catch it when Recluse was talking about how like the I am movement, which I'm a bit I'm a big what's that movement subscriber to, which is like. The most powerful words in the universe are "I am," "I am," mm. I, "I am going to do this." I'm like you put it out to the universe. That I guess Recluse said that the people who started that were like real scumbags, and I, I none of us caught that. Um, do you like? Do you think that there's a lot that we are dealing with in in the alternative that could be? intelligence operations oh hell yes dude i'm having a guest on who is an author have you have you read the book camelio have you heard of this guy no uh okay so he uh, i don't have his name in front of me but he wrote a book called camelio and i'm gonna think of his name in a minute but he's gonna be on my show in a few months and he wrote this book it's about it's about this gentleman who was a heroin addict but he was also the victim of illegal surveillance and government harassment and they were using the most extreme advanced technology to basically mess with this guy they were they were sending in frequencies into his house to make him hallucinate and think they were ghosts there and aliens projecting images into his mind and keep in mind this was in the 90s when they were doing this they were sending little people like jockey sized dudes into his house that were wearing these cloaked Whoa. type of technology that would make them like shimmer like the predator the where you couldn't see them and they were knocking shit over in his house, grabbing his ankles and making th he, him think he was going crazy. So, yeah, I think that uh, there's a lot of psyops surrounding paranormal activity that we have no idea what's real and what's not with some of this shit. But, you know, when you look at Louisiana, it's kind of hard to to think that a lot of that would be possibly black operations because of it's been going on for so long. The history of the paranormal and strangeness in that area is so old and it's so remote. I, there's some areas that are rarely even explored by humans. But, yeah, I'm totally down with that that controlled paranormal aspect. 
I, I for think, sure don't want any jockeys in my house. I'll just say <laughs> I think that should be like you should have that on the uh, door. You know how <laughs> no people jockeys, be like, yeah. no solicitations. Yeah. And it should be no solicitation rule one. Rule two, no jockeys. Just a line. If you're not taller than that line, you're yeah, not. Yeah, well. you're not. This is like a ride at Disneyland. You got to be this <laughs> tall to get in here unless you're my children. <laughs> I, think, I think the men in black are part of that. I think whenever you yeah. see something, the government sends them in to discredit you because you'll start saying, oh, and then these black men showed up and then everyone's like, oh, yeah, men in black. black. Wow. <laughs> that was the most racist thing ever said. <laughs> the I'm men in black. The author's name is Robert Guffey, by the way. He's the gentleman who wrote that book, Camellio. So I just remembered his okay, name. Perfect. 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 Um, so let's get into some occult history of Louisiana. Tell me about it. Oh, man. Little bit about the high strange history of Louisiana. There was really a, a huge influx of French settlers from New Orleans after the Spanish domination in 1762. The other pioneers were exiled, exiled French colonists known as Acadians. They were from Nova Scotia. And in 1541, it was really discovered Henry de Soto claimed the territory for Spain. In 1682, France took possession, and the ownership would go back and forth from Spain and, and France until the United States bought the area. It would become the Louisiana Purchase in as a part of France in 1803. Now, before... Spanish settlers or French settlers or anything like that, we have thousands of years of Native American history there. These are much over old, much older civilizations, over tens of thousands of years old, various native tribes that have been occupying that area. Poverty Point was a very popular native uh, community. Uh, Poverty Point National Monument is in West Carroll Parish. It preserves remains of a network of, of these, this, Native community with extremely impressive engineering and advanced construction skills. They were known as the mound builders. Uh, this particular community of natives, primarily the Adena tribe, they reached their zenith over a thousand years before Rome conquered the Mediterranean. Now, there's an area called the Barataria Preserve with shell middens, and these are impressive, massive stone constructions, possibly decorative, possibly for other purposes. And, of course, they were massive and very impressive construction made by these mound builders, as well as the massive mounds that you hear about found across the United States purpose of the mounds of course is still debated some say burial some say ceremonial and some have even been excavated like the ones at the lsu campus in baton rouge uh for some reason we never really found out find out what the hell is in these things it's one of those things that's highly covered up by our government and historical societies and the level of disrespect by our government towards these mounds is completely disgusting yeah, they usually just build golf courses over these fucking things so it's insane and some some researchers like la mazuli believe that some of these ancient natives may have been giant nephilim and their mounds were to bury giants now i don't I know do think you know that's interesting dude like what yeah. are these things 
What are they? These mounds, because they're everywhere. Could they be old? Could they be old uh, pyramids? Mm-hmm. Then you get into like, are all mountains hiding something? That's yeah, a weird man. And then thing. you get to the melted mountains where they could be melted buildings. You, what do you, you uncover a little bit of that mud and they have like rooms and constructions inside, man. I don't know if there was like a massive like nuclear type of explosion or mud flood that caused this, but there's something being covered up in our ancient history uh, some, that we were extremely advanced throughout our history and they don't want us to know about it these these uh this mud flood stuff like we've seen where like especially in latin america where they've like basically dug into into mountains and found pyramids below them like they cleared them off and there was a there was a pair there was a pyramid and you're like what if we did that to a lot of these mountains like what would we find in there? So you think it's like? Do you think they covered it up? What I don't think, bro, is plate tectonics. I'm sorry, I just yeah. I don't. There's believe something that. much more than that, man. So you don't think it, you have to believe in earthquakes? I believe in earthquakes, yeah, but I don't believe in that. Like, like oh, that the, 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 these these pl- these plates hit each other and form mountains. And I just want to know how they knocked down a mountain. What what, what was that about? What do you mean? Like you said, they kind of pushed over a mountain and there were rooms inside. Well, I don't understand what you're saying. No, but they cleared out a mountain. Yeah, when they clear out sections of a mountain yeah, or like they dynamite the it, they would find a construction behind it, like very civil, sophisticated rooms and things like that. Like, People was it Gobekli Tepe? Like, whatever that one is, Gobekli Tepe? Yeah, that some like, down there in Latin America, they had a, they, they there was a mountain. All over the world. And then they They're cleared off those. all the dirt and under there was a pyramid. Now, when you drive sometimes on the highway, you'll drive very through a mountain where they cleared it out. And yeah. sometimes that's just a mountain. I don't know, man. But I'm just saying there's it's just some weird shit. All I know is that the Grand Canyon was not caused by icebergs. Okay? That's all I know. I know that for sure. I, know, I mean, I know a lot of things. One of the things I know is that icebergs didn't carve up. Are uh, you know these great valleys and stuff like that? I don't. Uh, so if, if I'm gonna assume that's fake, which I do believe, why would I believe that plate tectonics is the reason that all this stuff? So I think a Grand Canyon is a plate tectonic thing. By the way, it's not. Uh, so they was, found yeah. weird like architecture. No, I mean I believe they say it's a plate tectonic, not even a, a glacial thing. I think. The Grand Canyon is a- no. I think they said to. I mean, I don't know. No, dude, what I, I think they, I think they say it's a glacier. I think that supposedly the Grand Canyon c- in the U.S. state of Arizona is a product of tectonic uplift. It has been carved over millions of years. As by carved by what? Water. Tectonic uplift and the Colorado River. I'm just saying that's what they say. And that water carved it all the way down. Just the river going and forever and ever. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. That, that well, there's some that believe that there was like massive plasma strikes from space that carved the Grand Canyon. So like there's that. many I of do. different possibilities for that one. Let's I'll take that over play tectonic any day. <laughs> Comet Wars, I'm in. Yeah, that man. Water did that, Sam. Yeah, I, I don't buy that water in any way. That. It's been a long time. I mean, but how long, Johnny? That's was that a bazillion years? Between well, almost between five million and seventy million years old, according to this. That was now, a, that river. That, that was by water, Johnny. That was okay. Ri- I mean, uh, I, okay, Johnny. Fifty million years. What do you know about fifty million years? What I mean, do you know about? I'm fifty. A long time. I, I know a lot more about it than you do. I'm older than you. 
It's crazy. But that is crazy. But anyone who wants to believe that was done by water. And there's got to be a reason that some of the parts what are like think sanctioned that? off. Uh, I think it was carved out. By whom? Uh, uh, ancients. Giants. For what purpose? Just temples. You've never been. You've never been to the sand and just what make holes. What kind of holes? temple is that? That that's some weird kind of ancient temple for ancient uh, advanced civilization. It's like a giant bathtub for huge people. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lazy river. But they find like they find like weird kind of structures. Well, they recently the- did find a little temple in on the side of one of the mountains in the Thank Grand you. Canyon. They don't know how old it was sense. yet. They just recently discovered it, which I, is pretty cool. I mean, that's if I was wanting to worship nature or something, I would go to the Grand Canyon for sure. People do it now all the time and build a little temple. And build a little sense. temple, Johnny. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> what are you, building just, tree I forts? I mean, the Grand Canyon, to me, I, 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 there are a lot of things in nature that I think are inexplicable, truly. But the Grand Canyon is not one of those to me. The, the water erosion, it looks just like how water does. And it's the same. The, the, what we see there is the same thing we use to prove a global flood, erosion and all that stuff, which we all, mm. I think, buy a global flood. So, I mean, look at the stratification there. You can see it over... Over the millennia. Okay. Was that saying well, temple, it. temple, pyramid, temple? Oh, yeah, somebody labeled it. Put, put labels <laughs> Thank on you. it. Thank you. Oh, cool. Johnny, if it's on the internet, it's real. <laughs> Guys, hey, everybody, real quick, I want to tell you about our friends at Miracle Made Sheets. That's right. Whether you want to get more fit, be a better parent, or get more done at work, there is one thing that will help, and that's better sleep. With Miracle Made Sheets, you can tap into the power of self Cooling temperature regulation, which has been shown to improve deep sleep quality by over 20%. All right. Self-cooling properties of better deep sleep. Listen, let me tell you about it, okay? Miracle Made Sheets uses silver-infused fabrics, okay, that are thermoregulating, designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long. So you get better sleep every night. All right. These sheets are infused with silver that prevent up to 99.7% of bacteria growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets. No more gross odors, okay? Miracle sheets are luxuriously comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands and feel as nice, if not nicer, than other bed sheets used by some five-star hotels, okay? Stop sleeping on bacteria, Clean sheets means less bacteria to clog your pores and fewer breakouts and other skin problems. So here's what we need you to do. Go to trymiracle.com slash tinfoil. That's try, T-R-Y-M-I-R-A-C-L-E.com slash tinfoil to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And with Mother's and Father's Day right around the corner, this is the perfect way to give someone you love the gift of better and more luxurious sleep. Save over 40% and be sure to use the promo code TINFOIL at checkout to save even more and get three free towels. Miracle is so confident in in their product. It's backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you're not 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash tinfoil and use the code tinfoil to claim your 
free three-piece towel set and save over 40%. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash tinfoil to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle, for sponsoring this episode. So so we got mounds. We got all that stuff. I love mounds. I think mounds are like, I mean, there's something going on, dude. There sacrifices. That for sure, yeah. Well, it speculated that some say that during a construction uh, of some of one of these swampy areas in the early 90s that one of these mounds was uncovered and they found bones of a 10 to 12 foot Native American. Okay. So... The giant thing is, it's it, it to me, it's kind of probable that we had giant Native Americans that were existing, and that may be part of the, you know, the the reasons and significance of these mounds. That's cool. By the way, he's not in the Grand Canyon. He's in Louisiana now, where you're not going to find. No, they they found it. They they have found some there though. They've they found giants in in the Grand Canyon. I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> I'm sure they found giants all over. They're just hiding well, that's that. Somebody shit. who died in a rat. But here's the whole thing, right? So you're telling me that something carved out the Grand Canyon, but nobody found dinosaurs there? There's not one dinosaur in the carve out? <laughs> like, that's know. the whole I thing about, about like, I mean, like, go anywhere. They're, they're finding these ancient civilizations buried under all this mud. It says the their rocks are throughout the canyon are rich with uh, fossils. All kinds of old, like, uh, ocean fossils and stuff like that. Yeah, but no dinosaurs. Uh, Let's see. Why are there no dinosaur fossils? Uh, The rock that makes up the canyon walls is vastly more ancient than the dinosaurs. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, are you telling me, dude, that they didn't find one dinosaur anywhere up until the 18-something? The rock that makes up the canyon walls is older than the dinosaurs, but the canyon itself didn't form until after the dinosaurs. Okay, but, like that's just that, that's just a <laughs> lot of fine print. Yeah, I mean, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm totally fine not to believe in dinosaurs if that's where you want to go. Yeah, I, I'll I'll I mean, yeah, I mean I, I, maybe they were dragons. I don't know. Maybe they didn't. They weren't even a thing. I think I, I'm totally possible. down with that. That false hidden history, just like we're getting into Louisiana, just some weird ass occult well, shit it's, going it's on. Something there. else to make us think, you know, to be afraid of global cataclysm. I think that's entirely. Possible. Oh damn, Johnny! The end of the yeah. world stuff. Yeah, I mean, they want us to be afraid of that always, and that, that's their number one boogeyman. Is don't let well, climate change. Oh, dude, we're all gonna yeah. die. Having the dinosaurs, you know, the meteors coming. It's so funny watching these like woke people who are completely out of shape with like pink hair, all worried about like <laughs> you know the world ending yeah, yeah. and uh, just and, like <laughs> COVID and all this stuff. Like you're so worried about imagine uh, things you can't actually touch or measure, but your health you've completely let it go <laughs> by becoming overweight and uh, like just unhealthy. That's so funny Right? Totally totally. Okay, let's get back on track I'm all over the place Let's get in some more Cult Louisiana Talk to me about Yeah, man Let's get to some some of the darkest aspects to me Of course, slavery Slavery was one of the darkest parts of Louisiana history And this, I believe, is one of the contributing factors To the massive dark energy surrounding the states I respect that 
Slavery was maintained by the Spanish from 1763 to 1800 when the area was part of New Spain and then by the French when they briefly reacquired the the colony in 1800 to 1803 and then by, of course, the great United States following the Louisiana Purchase. Now, if you've ever been to anywhere in the South, you're probably familiar with plantation houses. These creepy ass houses were used for agricultural purposes in Louisiana at first, like rice, indigo, tobacco. By the mid 19th century, the majority of them were growing sugarcane, which is now the the cash crop of Louisiana. Uh, Plantations were also unfortunately used in the slave trade. Now, many of them are known to be extremely haunted today. Poltergeist apparitions, dark energy, disembodied voices, and even unknown deaths. The Myrtles Plantation, I don't know if you guys have heard of this one, is known as one of the most haunted locations in the United States. I actually spent the night there a few years ago. Unfortunately, nothing really happened, didn't capture anything, but it was a creepy-ass place, creepy energy. And at the time, I had just started Forbidden Knowledge News. I didn't go through my spiritual journeys, and I was pretty drunk and stoned, so that may have been a factor why I didn't that see anything. That happens. But, yeah, yeah, you know how that goes. So, so, yeah, so let me ask you something, man. You know, yeah. so I I am somebody who believes that in hidden history that's a giant lie, uh, I think the the story, uh, a lot of the story of slavery is a lie. Mm. I think a lot of uh, the Africans were already here, the Moors. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. What What are your thoughts on that? And is there anything in Louisiana that might fit into that narrative? Oh, I'm sure there's a lot of that. Uh, I know that. There is a huge Haitian culture here that the the voodoo that we'll get into in a few minutes was a a huge mix of a lot of that culture. And there were definitely not only natives here, but there were plenty of other cultures before the settlers came along. And I think you're absolutely right that that slavery was a very small part of it. But it it was it was something that had happened. I mean, we have, you know, very. uh, reliable historical documents that can tell you about areas of history. But I think you're correct in some aspects that a lot of these people, these indigenous people were here before and it, the history is so convoluted. They don't want you to know what really happened and the hell they're changing our history right now as we speak in front of our eyes. So it's extremely hard to tell what happened, yeah. it, you know, hundred, 200, much less of thousands of years ago. So yeah, I think there is something to that for sure yeah i mean it's kind of crazy but i I, you know you brought up something that really resonates with me and something i've been really talking about on the show a lot about when there's trauma trauma to a person affects their energy trauma to Mm. an area 100 percent affects its energy to the point where it could almost make that area haunted for sure and that's my opinion on like why like uh, what is the word we're going to use? Is ghetto still an acceptable r- word? Yeah. Okay. Like, but, so yeah. do you think Skid Road could ever be like a place? Do you think there's just bad energy in Skid Road for forever? Well, what I think could happen is that you could go there, clean it up, and then it will revert right back to that at some point. Right, right on. Yeah, I think you're right about that. New Orleans is like that, man. There's always this perpetual kind of darkness, especially when you get into the French Quarter and some of those areas. 
that it's just has this energy that is stuck there. And I think no matter how much gentrification, no matter how much new construction they try to bring in there, there's always going to be this looming dark energy that sucks people back into that dense, dark state, you know? Yeah. I mean, we, we've talked about it before on the show, like when people in the hood, right, is that we'll call it the hood, okay, yeah. when they get money, what's the first thing they do? Move out. They don't stay there. They moved to somewhere safe. Well, I had safe. to get out of here, man. That's why I had to get out of the state. The, yeah. The dense energy. Right? I mean, it's just like nobody stays in a shitty area if they can get out. They leave and they go to, I mean, even the people from BLM. Did they buy any houses in, in, in Compton? No. <laughs> they bought them in Beverly Hills. They're not stupid. They had enough money to go buy a nice house in a nice area. You know, it's like we think areas have to do with, like, people, but maybe it also has to do with energies. And, like, certain people get trapped in these energy vortexes, and they can't get out until they figure out the game of life, and they they beat the game. You got to beat the game. You don't change the game. You beat the game. Great example. Again, BLM lady, right? Did, did she stop racism? No, but she figured out a way to game the system to get a ton of cash to move the fuck out. She got rid of her racism. Yeah. You don't have to deal with it. Yeah. yeah. That's how she stopped racism. She moved somewhere. She got so rich, she didn't have to deal with racism anymore. The only color man is there is green, and we're talking dollars. Yeah, I mean, Louisiana is yeah. haunted, dude. It's just haunted. It's just Yeah, I... Just to finish up real quick, uh, quick on the uh, the plantation aspect, they this they become tourists and even hotels and hot spots. And I've been been on some of these tours. Some of them can be extremely like disrespectful and campy, mostly for show. Half the time, the tour guides are like embellishing the story so much it's so ridiculous, and we wonder why we've lost our history so much. So I don't really appreciate a lot of the tours they have of some of these places and even the ghost tours in New Orleans can get ridiculous. So it's, it is, it was hard to get an accurate telling of history, especially in my own home state. So you're absolutely right. History is super convoluted and they, they don't want us to know where we're coming and going from a lot of these things. But some of the most terrifying accounts from, from some of the modern plantations have really been the residual ghostly apparitions. And the worst thing is the ghostly apparitions of human beings hanging from the trees on the properties of these oh plantations. Oh, my God. Yeah, super creepy shit right there. So, yeah, if you're going to go to one of those, uh, I like to do, a, you know, protection type of prayers before I go in there. You're going to feel this dense, dark energy. Many people, like, pass out at these locations. They can't handle this, this stuff. So, it's pretty crazy, man. And, uh, yeah, we can get into pirates next if you want. Would you do that, Sam? Would you do one of those what? tours? The One of those haunted ghost? tours? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd be scared shitless. Come on, they have a bed and breakfast. Or like if they if they said, "Hey, dude, for ten thousand dollars, we'll pay you ten thousand dollars if you stay one night in these haunted places." I'd be so afraid. No, you pay them. You pay them. Yeah, that's how they're talking about. Yeah, they don't pay you. 
You like if it was privilege. like a paranormal fear factor. Yeah, cool. yeah they, but you pay for the people love that shit, dude. Really? Oh, Look, yeah. They have a better oh, yeah. breakfast. It's murder podcast listeners. They love that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, they love uh-huh. to go oh, tours yeah. where people get murdered. Absolutely. They those do. are the same yeah, people. Yeah, go to, 100%. Those are the same people go to comedy clubs and get offended by jokes. <laughs> 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 right? It's just, it's like unbelievable. It's unbelievable. So, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. That, that stuff scares me. I mean, imagine if you went out there and you saw, like, a ghost, a lynch ghost. That freaked me the well, fuck out. it's better out. than one running at you, you know? At least he's up there. He's not, you know, just stay there. And oh, really? Walking. That doesn't stay scare there. you? I think the southern man in you came out there, Johnny. <laughs> well, I mean, what? You'd rather one that, like, a dark entity is moving around? I just, I'd rather have one that's just kind of, he's up there and I'm I think that, I think they're both scary. That one doesn't. Uh, it doesn't scare um, me in particular. I'm I'm with Johnny. The white's gonna come out of me. It can, st- <laughs> it can stay there. It's it's cool. Don't <laughs> don't follow me. It's just so. What do you think ghosts oh, are, man. Chris? I, dude, like there's there's so many different possibilities with this. It I think there's different types of what we would understand as ghosts. I think there's the stuck residual energy where it's just like. A repeating of something traumatic that happened in history that some somehow gets on this like simulated repeat uh, type of projection in our reality and it's always there and it's always showing us the same things and I do believe they have the intelligent aspect where there is there could be consciousness that resides in this spiritual spectrum after we die that we can possibly communicate with and i believe there's a whole realm of life just beyond the spectrum of our vision that we interact with on a daily basis don't understand but can't perceive with our own vision and that's where possibly we would what we would understand is the afterlife is and that's where the, our deceased relatives go. That's where grandma goes when she dies. It's just this realm that's grandma. around us at all times, just beyond the spectrum of our vision. It is crazy. Midnight Mike from uh, um, from uh, Union of the Unwanted thinks there's part that these could also be old programs from the simulation. Yeah, I, like, I like that idea. I really that's yeah, that's cool. Yeah, That's super interesting, like, dude. Like, like, like the code never got fully erased? Yeah. That's pretty cool. So it's just kind of in the glitch in the maze? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's get into pirates. Talk to me about pirates. Yeah, pirates is a fun history there. Uh, one pirate in particular was really the focus of a lot of the documented history. Jean Lafitte. Uh, Jean Lafitte, he lived from 1780 to 1820. He was a Franco-American leader of pirates and privateers. They captured merchant vessels of various states in Gulf of Mexico from 1810 to 1820. And Lafitte was extremely opportunistic pirate. He, of course, became an invaluable ally for the United States in different wars. They used him for various different things. And because of his invaluable service during those wars, he was given an official pardon by the United States from his piratey dealings for his useful participation in the ongoing wars. But he was very opportunistic. And of course, he was working both sides Uh, and his good standing really didn't last long. He returned to piracy. And his base was between Galveston, Texas, and Louisiana. 
he would cause incredible havoc with the Spanish and U.S. shipping vessels. Basically did whatever the fuck he wanted. Total anarchy. Uh, he was aware that retribution was on his on its way from Louisiana officials, and it was said that he sailed off to an unknown fate and was never heard of again. And there is a very famous section in uh, the French Quarter called Pirates Alley. Pirates Alley has pretty super sinister origins. It's said that it's one block away where well, it, it was just a, a basically a location where the pirates could drink and, and get debaucherous. There's stories of pirates that would lurk in the shadows and they would just grab and drag away unsuspecting individuals, have their way with them, kill them, do whatever they wanted. It was like, you know, the why it was pretty insane. That whole area uh, is like, uh, you know, you could do what it was. Bedlam, you could do whatever you wanted there. That said, uh, Pirates Alley was also across from where a slave market was located. Oh, my God. And, yeah, man, this area was filled with what they would call men of low morals who took place in many things, uh, some of which included gathering, buying, and selling of human beings. Yeah. Now, this area is also extremely haunted, People hear voices, see apparitions. Many people, like our saying for the tours, they just faint and they can't take the energy that's surrounding there. And the best part about this area is it's known from many tourists that you can go out there and you can feel the gropey, disembodied hands of horny pirates grabbing asses and boobies in the French Quarter, bro. Unbelievable. Yes. That's why you pay for it. Goes By the right way, uh, a if you're looking for a name of a podcast, Men of Low Morals is probably a great name for a podcast yeah. for sure. Hi, welcome to Men of Low Morals. They were going to talk about groping by ghosts. Yeah, I mean, like, dude, I mean, it used to get like crazy out there, right? There, there oh, yeah. is a one called Men of Low Moral Fiber. So Really? Yeah, there is one there. Is oh, that about man. is that about guys who just do shady shit or guys who don't get enough fiber it's in video their... games? It's about video games. Oh snaps. Shout out to the guys at Low Moral Fiber. Yeah, shout out Jason Ben and Corrigan. Shout out, guys. Shout out. They play classic LucasArts <laughs> video games. So. Ooh, oh, snaps. Star Gotta get Wars. to know that. Full Gotta on get nerds. to know that. <laughs> yeah, the it's very interesting. Joe Rogan's got a whole bit about how like people get mad at blackface, but they don't care about pirates. Right, like <laughs> all the shit pirates used to do, like yeah, man. And it's just like when you get into who were pirates. A lot of Middle Easterns were pirates. They think pirates are coming back because as the U.S. pulls back on basically policing the world, in particular the navy, the the oceans, you're gonna see a lot more uh, pirates. Oh, like the Black China Sea. Yep, oh, yeah, all that stuff. That's where they get all the sharks. Did you and just all call the it the Black China? Sea? Black oh. China? <laughs> and I totally agreed with it. Yeah, he the did. South China the Black, yeah, that. Black China? It's not even her name anymore. Black China. I'll call Stan McGrew. Yeah, that. <laughs> oh, man. That's why we have Johnny. That's what that, that's, a, just Johnny. A, that's a C that's got a really big Instagram account <laughs> and has the OnlyFans. People just get weird on their waters. Yeah, that's now it's found Christ. <laughs> Yeah, man, pirates are like, I mean, just think about just like just living on a boat and just like going out and you have to bring all your like vegetables. <laughs> like, how crazy was that? And then you've raided somebody else. 
I yeah, man, I think go. that even the history of pirates is, is pretty convoluted as well. There's oh, a lot snap. of disinformation. And I think you, the 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 aspect of our world governments actually working with pirates in many different aspects was highly prevalent. And the fact that, you know, we they were criminals and our governments were trying to to get rid of the pirates and, and they were against them. I think that's a, a more bullshit than anything. I think they were often working together and if you look at things like the east india company it's really the origins of a lot of things that we would understand as secret societies so yeah there's those aspects as well yeah i i you know there's also talk that the you know the british royal family hired pirates to do their dirty work yeah 100 percent. and that that there is a notion that maybe Columbus was a pirate as well, like a high royal. Mm -hmm. I mean, you gotta wonder who gave him those fucking books. There's a fine line between what they considered royals and pirates, really. Right. I mean, like, right now, I, my big YouTube thing is watching cops getting uh, busted for crimes. Because, you know, cops are shady motherfuckers, too, right? And they commit crimes, too. I'm just watching their interrogations, and you're like, yeah, there's probably a fine line between pirate and navy. Right, I mean, like, yeah. which way are you playing the game? Which which side? Especially during war. I mean, you saw you saw especially like the revolution and the civil war. You know, privateers and and people. I mean, there was a lot of yeah borderline questionable activity for sure. What laws is there? Is it is, is, maritime yeah. laws? So whatever mm. the fuck that is. Yeah. Good luck. Get you your birth certificate back and uh, <laughs> rule the seas, right? Well, isn't there something that, like, a lot of the weird shit that goes on, like, especially, like, Epstein's Island is because it's under no country's laws? That's what they say. Yeah. I don't know much about it. And that's, that's fascinating. And, like, we're 80% water, right? This planet or this plane or whatever yeah, we believe like it that, is. Right? Yeah. So it totally makes sense that there would be gangs on boats. 71%. Yeah. Water. Just, you know. And that's my favorite thing. We're going to run out of water. You're like, it's 70% <laughs> yeah, water. Yeah, Israel, right? I mean, all their water now is desalination. You know, they have just a whole the whole series of desalination. Yeah, and that plants. just lets you know, like, what's going on in this country is that we could we have we have water on both borders. I mean, on both coasts. Dude, they just printed up money for Ukraine. They can't print up money when we get thirsty. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, they going to give us fake money to buy Avion? What are 70, you talking 75 about? 75%. Oh, no, 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 because they say it's expensive to, that it's really expensive to desalinate yeah, the water. Yeah, but then Elon Musk money. was just on there saying it's not expensive at all. 75% of their water is from desalination now in Israel. So it's not. So it's obviously works. I mean, but yeah, isn't it supposed to be does. really expensive, though, Johnny? That's Well, that's the excuse. But I That mean, is the excuse, but it's not it real. Yeah, it's not real. Bullshit. They need to create a market. They need you to buy their their bottled water that you should be getting for free. So they got to tell you it's impossible to desalinate, right? They move you as far as they can from the stream yeah. and the water sources. Yeah. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Now, I want to get into you with about a little voodoo because I'm a big yeah, dude. I, I, we've had his co-host on his other podcast. E-Zone is in the voodoo. Santeria or what is yeah Santeria? Yeah, that's voodoo. Is it? Uh, I don't. Know. They get all they get all weird about that. Really? Uh, well, what about hoodoo? Voodoo and hoodoo. You know about hoodoo? The you do? No, hoodoo. Hoodoo is a thing too. Hoodoo is a thing in like the Low Country of South Carolina. I don't. What do you mean hoodoo? It's called hoodoo, man. I don't know. 
It's like voodoo, but hoodoo. Yeah, it's 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 a similar practice. Yeah, let's get into voodoo and vampires. I didn't know vampires was such a huge thing either. But what? voodoo is 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 very prevalent in South Louisiana. It's it's a religion practice in parts of Car- the Caribbean, southern U.S. It combines element of Roman Catholic ritual with traditional African magic and religious rites and is characterized by sorcery and spirit possession. I don't know if you've ever seen any of these voodoo rituals, but the the high priestesses usually invoke some sort of spiritual deity and they become possessed by this. And there's all sorts of either benefits or if you want to curse somebody, there is there's plenty of things that voodoo has been utilized for. One of the most famous figures for voodoo in Louisiana was Marie Laveau. She lived from 1801 to 1881. She was a Creole voodoo practitioner and very famous historical figure. She was portrayed in movies like American Horror Story, TV series like American Horror Story. I mean, books, songs, and she her story is pretty incredible. She was born a free African-American in the French Quarter of New Orleans. When she turned 18, she was wed to Jacques Paris, a French immigrant who fled from the Haitian Revolution. They had two daughters, but only a year after they wed, Jacques died in 1820. Marie was extremely beautiful, highly charismatic, and many men were taken by her exotic allure. Following her husband's death, she entered a domestic partnership with Christophe Dominique Dumay de Glapion, and I hope I pronounced that right. They stayed Nobody's together until... Him. <laughs> they stayed together until his death in 1855, and this is not entirely confirmed. We're just talking about how convoluted We're history is. We're just talking. Is. And we just and we have no idea what our true history is, but they may have had up to fifteen children, and birth certificates were incredibly unreliable back then. And like we said, true history is really only known by those who've experienced it. In my opinion, uh, Marie Laveau is dedicated practitioner of voodoo, and she was a world revered authority in herbal healing. People all the way from Washington and as far as the Indies called on her service. What really made her stand out, aside from some folks were deathly afraid of being cursed by her, she had a uncanny ability to unearth secrets. If a politician needed blackmail material on their opponent and there was a really good chance that she had that skeleton that they were after, presidents, lawyers, congressmen, bankers, and wealthy socialites actually had slush funds tagged as Laveau expenses. (laughs) And she really knew how to market her brand. She started publicizing through the grapevine of her magical career. She began spreading rumors, some unubstantiated, that she had a pet snake named Zombie that could snuff out people's secrets. And whether there was any truth to any of this, what is really known that she was an ingenious spy master. Over the years, she developed a network of informants. Most servants, most of them were servants of prominent white households throughout oh, the region. Oh, snap! Blackmail! <laughs> she, 
Yeah, she catered and pumped the wellspring of inside information into databases that she could later work for opportunities. Wealthy patrons may have had the habit of really talking up off the cuff and exposing private details. And, you know, if you know what I mean, in front of the the help, the maids, she called them her little birds, her spies. They were paid in money, favors, and even various voodoo rituals or tonics or possibly even assassinations Whoa. now uh yeah she uh she died in 1881 at the age of 79 she died peacefully in her home the day of her death the first rumors started making the rounds people started seeing her ghost around town oh her phantoms God. Indicative of the legend it became a fixture in the New Orleans zeitgeist was she just a saintly patient? Was she a cold-hearted gang boss or product of an oppressed society? I think she's a little bit of all those things. And her grave is now a super popular tourist spot. And you can now go there and visit. And they have different various rituals that people perform to gain favor from Marie Laveau at her grave. So that's one of the most prominent voodoo shit. figures. That is like just... I mean, we see that today, dude. A lot of that stuff at the highest levels is all dark arts, blackmail warfare. I mean, this is like on a smaller level on Louisiana, which is always known for corrupt politicians. Yes, always. For sure. I mean, it's just accepted that everyone's just going to do shady shit and they're going to rip you off. And yeah. you know what? Everybody's yeah. happy with it. It's fine. We all know it's happening. It's better than know that's happening, accept it, than sit there and cry about it the whole time. Now, you guys are going to love this. Vampires, man. And the best of all, you guys have heard of Count St. Germain, right? Oh, snaps. We love Here we go. We love it. So if he's guys. out there, come on yeah. this show. <laughs> trying hard. We're trying to get so him on the, the show. Uh, the vampire history of Louisiana was something I did not know. I knew that that interview with the vampire was really influenced by, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of the vampire history in Louisiana. Now they have these vampire clubs where people go to and they, you know, suck each other's blood oh, and they have their fake huh? teeth. I didn't know what they were sucking. Yeah, we were talking about like dark alley. <laughs> giant gay bathhouse. Yeah, kind of, maybe. I don't know, but I don't know what they're into. But uh, yeah, they have, it's a huge vampire underground culture that they have now, but it's speculated that some of them are involved in really dark occult practices, maybe even human sacrifice and possibly could be the explanation for a lot of missing people in new Orleans, but the most famous vampire possible vampire of new Orleans is of course, count St. Germain at one time he found himself in Germany where he lived in a castle for a while as a confidant to Prince Hesse, I believe his name. Now during the time, the strange record of his death appeared, people thought he died. Now, a priest under the king's order wrote the death record, which state he died in 1784, and many people didn't believe this to be true. The death record, of course, is slim, and people continuously claim to have seen him. Rumors came around that he did not die and travel. Instead, he traveled to the West in order to promote spiritual fulfillment. Some claim that he stopped in New Orleans, Louisiana, around 200 years after the original supposed death of St. Germain. 
An, an immigrant of the south of France named Jacques St. Germain arrived in New Orleans and moved into a dwelling off Royal Street. Of course, he was knowledgeable, charming. He seemed ageless, and his, that, of course, made his presence well known. He spoke of events that happened hundreds of years ago in the past with great detail. He threw lavish parties with the finest foods, entertainment, most prestigious guests, never, ever ate a bite of food, and no one even questioned his immortality. But not long after he'd, he'd taken up residence in New Orleans, things got creepy very quickly. There's a one famous tale told by, by vampire enthusiasts that he invited a woman to his house for a party. After a while, he asked her up to the balcony where he attempted to bite her neck. She freaked out, escaped, jumping off the balcony. The story goes uh, the woman had drips of blood trickling down her neck. People quickly surrounded her, called the police. But when the police arrived to investigate, they found that he was not at the home but they found clothes from all different time periods stained in blood. There was no food or utensils in the house, and they had bottles of what seemed to be red wine, but were in fact human blood filling the cabinets. Oh my God! And, yes, man. And they and then after that, Count Saint Germain never returned to that area. He was never seen again. And like I said, you know, there's so much inspired by the vampire lore in Louisiana, like Interview with the Vampire and many other stories. But yeah, dude, that's pretty crazy. St. Germain, the most famous vampire of New Orleans. That is kind of crazy, dude. That is nuts. And I wonder if he's ever going to show up again. Because now we have the internet and there's a permanent record. Let's hop yeah, on Zoom. And, yeah, listen, St. Germain, if you're out there, we'll Zoom you in. You don't have to show <laughs> yeah. up. Stay you can just it. zoom in to the show. Not sure he could even come in, but let's. I mean, if he was here, he could. Oh, because oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, respect, Johnny. Respect. Yeah, yeah I find it very interesting. And by the way, Johnny wants to live forever. I do not. No. Well, I mean, I, I, mm. I under the right situation, without selling my soul or uh, you know living in misery for hundreds of years. Yeah, of course I would. But. I mean, like, I'm 50 years old, and I have so much in my head, I can barely, there's no room for new stuff. That's your head. Yeah, but Johnny, you're not close to 50, though. I'll be you don't right. know. I'll, I'll, I'll work it out. And you'd be okay if you were the only one that lived forever? Oh, me, the I died, one? your I, girlfriend I, died, oh, your yeah, dog died. I like died. how you mentioned you first. Yeah, of like, course. Why do you point to me? Why do you say your dog died? Your dog know, died. Just, I, just I would get a new dog. Yeah, you get a new girlfriend. Everything. New, Johnny would new love co-host. to live forever. Yeah, of course. Just to see where this is all going, I want to get to the end of the book. You know, how do you know it's ever going to end? See how we messed this thing up. Finally, I see how. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. already did it. <laughs> Sorry, messed. To, yeah. Does the Democratic Party last for, until the very end? I want to know. So funny, dude, Johnny. I don't want. Who wants to live forever? That's a, a Queen song. Wonderful <laughs> song. Who wants to live? And forever? then he died of AIDS. Yeah, the drag. <laughs> yeah, especially in hindsight. Yeah, in hindsight. Um, so do we? Do you want to get into some more ghost stuff, or did we already cover that? Let's, I feel like- let's get into, because this is going to take a little bit. We're going to get into cryptids and the swamps of madness, yes. bro. Can I, I have a request of little forest people, please? Uh, just, that just... Well, <laughs> did you call it? Did you say something about smoke people? 
Yes, dude. dude. Oh, by we'll the way, that's that's a stuff. great name for a podcast about smoking weed to the smoke Sm- people. Smoke. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we want all that smoke. Let's do it. Let's yeah, do it. yeah. We even though we don't smoke the same, we want all that smoke because we're smoke Sam's people. I'm giving you guys bangers right now of podcast ideas. Yeah, bo- podcast names. <laughs> yeah. smoke people. Hell yeah, you're welcome. All right, so man, I had the, another thing. I had no idea. Like it's the it's the Skinwalker Ranch of the South down there. There's so many different types of weird monsters and creatures and cryptid creatures that I never heard of. I interviewed quite a few eyewitnesses while I was down there. My my main one is a gentleman named Scott Pace. Now, I'm going to send you Scott's information because you've got to get him on the show. He is the most incredible cryptid experiencer I've ever spoken with. And I'm going to tell you about some of his experiences he took me on a gunpoint-led tour through some of the swamps, showing me Bigfoot footprints and down trees, and it was a credible little journey. We were in a little pontoon boat going through the swamps. We got out, and I was in these these knee-high uh, swamp boots looking for Bigfoot. That was an incredible time. That'll all be in the dock. But Scott Pace is an incredible man. He's just your very simple church-going hunter, very simple man. He's in his fifties. And before he had experienced any of this, he was just your normal, normal dude. He wanted to go to church, come home, go to work, have dinner with his family, go to bed. And he's, he doesn't drink. He doesn't do drugs. He's just a very, a very good guy. Well, one day he was out in his deer stand, which, you know, if you're familiar with hunting, it's these large stands that you poach up and you wait for a deer to to, to shoot with your rifle and bring home and eat. Well, that's what he was doing. And he's looking through his rifle scope and he sees what he describes as the largest man, hairy hair covered, dreadlock hair covered man with black skin that he's ever seen. He said he couldn't exactly tell how tall he was. He had to be over eight foot tall. Jesus. And he, he said this being was kind of walking towards his, his, his immediate area. He panned the rifle scope over to the right and he sees what only can be described as a werewolf man, a dog man, standing about 10 feet away from the Bigfoot man. Then he hears in his voice communication, like this psychic communication, somebody speaking in his mind. He calls it mind speak. He believes it was the dog man. The dog man said, you better put that gun down or I'm going to come up there and tear you apart. He said this in his mind. In his mind, he's hearing this. He also hears from the Bigfoot, don't do that. He doesn't have his finger on the trigger. He's not here to hurt us. Well, apparently he's freaking out. He, he, the Scott is freaking out. He doesn't know what to do. This is his first time experiencing anything like this. So he tries to speak with his mind to these beings. He's like, no, I'm not going to hurt you. I don't know what's going on. I'm just going to get out of here. And the Bigfoot was like, yeah, maybe you should leave. He gets so terrified. He runs down the deer stand and hauls ass out of there. He says when he looks back, he sees about two or three other creatures following him out of the area to make sure he leaves he stumbled on a a couple of dogmen a couple of bigfoot oh now they're running in gangs bro dude they're running in gangs down there bro that's not even like the some of the close to the craziest shit after he had this experience it opened up like a whole new realm to him he started having all kinds of crazy paranormal encounters and experiences. He'd have invisible people walking through his house. 
he wait, would wait, constantly wait, know they're, if they're walking around because he'd hear Just footprints. He would see the the indentation of feet on his carpet. He would feel the presence. He would smell things. He would smell what he he calls the Bigfoot smell. Oh, he I've heard about that these beings were go, were making themselves invisible and going into his house at times. They were peering in his windows. He would actually see the Bigfoots on his property walking around the distance he would also see what he calls the predator shimmer where it's like you can see this being walking you can see the outline of something but it's shimmery it's like invisible it's like these things can take over your perception and make make you see something that's not there or they have the ability to cloak themselves in a way so all this stuff started happening. He started uh, constantly seeing these creatures around and not only Bigfoots and dogmen creatures, he started seeing what he calls little forest people. These things are the creepiest things I've ever heard described. He said they're, they're about He's well, yeah, he said they're about four or five foot little people that are covered in black hair. They have black Tree skin. midgets. <laughs> he said they have kaleidoscope eyes that spin around in the dark. Wait, like the Beatles? Like, like Lucy? No, the they like eyes? look like kaleidoscopes and they're spinning around and they are so creepy fine. as hell and they're different colors. And he said that they can even change colors depending on their moods. When you go outside in some of these swampy wooded areas, you'll see the eye shine and they look so, so nefarious and creepy. They're spinning. It's like they're spinning in circles and they're changing colors. And he's seen these little people come out of the ground. At one point, he uh, he was he was with a few of his. He has a, a friend that's a native, a native tribal leader, and this this guy has supposedly formed a relationship with some of these forest people, and th- they psychically communicate on a regular basis. Well, Scott, being the the church going religious man, he would often go out to the the swamps and the forests and quote his Bible to these creatures. And he said that he'd often get psychic responses and they would enjoy him engaging him in like Bible studies. And he'd often sing to them, sing Bible hymns. Well, this one time he was out and he noticed there was a massive Bigfoot creature uh, across a meadow from him and it started communicating asking him to sing for it he started to sing a bible hymn for it and all of a sudden these two little creature these little people creature started coming out of the ground on the sides of the bigfoot like dancing like you were charming snakes dancing to the hymn he was singing the bigfoot's like giving him approval in his mind like yes i like this song this is good these little forest people are dancing to the fucking music and this is just you know some of the experiences that this dude has started to, to started to have he's had everything from bigfoot's reaching in his car trying to grab his cell phone while he's while it was in his hand he says he's he's heard accounts he hasn't seen him himself he's heard accounts of lizard people oh, that slither around in the swamps here we go <laughs> what's this fellow's name again scott pace i will scott get you in touch pace. with him for sure Yes, dude, he has had the most incredible encounters. He said that these little people can turn into mist and smoke at will. And they can dissipate into mist and smoke and smoke away somewhere and then form into this humanoid figure somewhere else. That's XG's dream. (laughs) 
Dude, that's all he wants to do. You've had Tony Merkel on before, right? Many times. Big fan. So, yeah, I've had Tony on to discuss this very thing a few weeks ago, and he's had quite a few witnesses in the Louisiana area that have experienced similar things to this. And he said, I'm sure he's told you the insane story about the guy who goes on these like astral and out of body journeys. Yes. Yes. And meets with like demons and stuff, like, and they, uh, in they, the caves, right? Like, like in the cage, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so he said supposedly this guy has also met lycanthropes or werewolves, and these werewolves have explained to him that Bigfoots and lycanthropes are where these dogmen, which are also known as Rugaru in Louisiana, that's the name for them down there. They're all, they are all, they're all a form of shapeshifters. They're all a form of lycanthropes that can shapeshift from humanoid to different am- animalistic type of entities at given will, which I find very interesting. I don't, that would explain why they're hanging out in packs and also why Scott has claimed to seeing Bigfoot creatures that kind of resemble dogmen. They'll have the elongated snouts, but they're like the rest of the bodies, like a Bigfoot or vice versa. Some of these dogmen will have Bigfoot like features. And he often says, it seems like the dogmen are very subservient to the Bigfoots, like they will do whatever they say. Like the Bigfoot is telling them what to do. Almost like, now, it, was, like almost like it's they're his dogs. Yeah, right. Yeah, like literally dogs for Bigfoot. Hundred percent. And that was just the beginning. After a few months, this dude started to have extraterrestrial encounters. Oh my god! <laughs> he started to see UFOs. He started to see lights in the swamps. He started to have missing time. He started to have these he missing time experiences, but when he'd wake up or wake up in the morning, he'd have memories of being escorted through catacombs and caves with gray extraterrestrials, mantis beings, and Bigfoot beings all together, bringing him to areas and like teaching him these strange fighting skills in these in these kind of dreamlike states that these these extraterrestrials would start taking him in. And the most incredible experience he told me about was he was out in his truck with, and he had a couple of other witnesses with him and they were just, they were actually waiting for something weird to happen. They had a feeling something was going to go down and all of a sudden a beam shot down from the sky and these translucent light beings, seven foot tall light beings stepped out of the beam like a portal walked right in front of his truck and down a hill and just didn't even pay attention like they weren't there and they just kept walking until they were out of view this dude sees things like this all the time now i find this extraordinary do you think it's because he opened a portal like you think think he's just like yeah they're like this guy's cool it reminds me of the sketch i saw (laughs) on an old episode of not necessarily the news on hbl and it was a story of how they did a, it was a funny sketch because they had a, a statistic that like every five seconds somebody got mugged in in New York City, but they made it one guy and the one guy was getting interviewed and he was constantly That's getting nice. mugged every That's two hilarious. seconds, right? <laughs> that reminds me that this guy is open something that he gets to see all of this stuff and we never get to see any of it and I want to see some of it, but I don't want to see all of it because then I got to see all of it all the time. It's like having your family in town for the holidays, you know, and it's just like always something. You know? Always like, something, oh, bro. 
Bigfoot's dog Bigfoot wants me to sing again. Oh, yeah, God. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, it, one of the creepiest stories I've heard recently, it's not of a Bigfoot or a dog. It may have been a Bigfoot. I don't know. But the, these these uh, these fishermen, after the most recent Hurricane Ida demolished a lot of the swamplands, there were some new channels that had opened up in some of these extremely remote areas, and they were going back to explore. They claimed to have seen peeking behind a what could be 15 to 20 foot tall tree a giant man not like a bigfoot hairy man just a giant 15 or tall foot taller man oh my peeking out from behind the trees so that kind of gives credence to the what the giants or nephilim theory that maybe in these some of these extremely deep remote areas they may still have these huge giants living yeah, I, I totally think there's some... I mean, deeper you go, the weirder the shit you see. Yeah. And this gets yeah, in again to energies. Like, there's too much electricity here that these things don't show up here. And, like, the UFOs and all the anal probings, that happens <laughs> where there's not a lot of people because it's easier to slip in and out. Yes. You think uh, Bigfoot's interdimensional? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Without a yes, doubt. Dude. I mean, apparently he's he's got a relationship with ETs and extraterrestrials and he's like working with them and shit for some reason. I think that all these creatures, all these beings reside in like this spiritual realm or this this otherworldly interdimensional realm that we can't perceive even it may even be connected to the afterlife. Maybe when we die, we'll be hanging out with Bigfoot and aliens. Yeah. Maybe, dude. What's the, you know? I mean, who knows? I mean, we could be just avatars. We could be, I, I mean, the world is way more interesting than they ever want us to know. And how it's yes, more dude. exciting is this if this was the news instead of what you watched? Oh, this would be great. Dude. Right? How much better would oh, that oh, be? Yeah. be. We're like on site with a Bigfoot uh, a sighting. We're talking to locals who saw some weird shit. Instead of hearing about shooting. Yeah, dude, that's the best part is the collaborating stories from locals. You don't know how many dozens of people I talk to who just don't go out and talk about this on a normal everyday basis because they don't want to be seen as crazy. They just want to live their lives. But they've experienced the most insane shit that you wouldn't believe. It's like they lived a Star Wars episode or some kind of crazy horror movie about the swamps, swamp creatures, you know? So this stuff, I 100% believe all this stuff is out there just beyond what we can perceive all times, at all times. And I think that if we're open to it, like our friend Scott that I was just mentioning, somehow he got his perception blown open to it. And now they feel comfortable to always come around him. And I know many people like this. You've had Lindsay Sharman on before. She's oh, yeah, one of those she's people. the best. Yeah. She's the best. Yeah. And she's definitely opened some weird ass portals. She yeah. gets downloads on her books all the time for sure. And she also did a lot of tweak back in the day. So I found that people who tweak a lot see cryptids. Well, and this is one. That's the one thing. He's never done drugs. He's not a drinker. He he doesn't drink. I don't even think he drinks at all. He's a church going no good injuries. old boy that likes to hunt and fish. Just a good old boy. That's right. Well, well, Seeing dogmen all the time. What cryptid have you seen? Well, I've seen some big chicks. That's about it. What's that? 
I've seen some big Actually, chicks. You think he he would have told us by now? He had seen a. If I'd seen surely. some weird shit, yeah, for sure, bro. I mean, I've seen like weird UFO stuff. You did see what some what disappeared in a hat that time? What was yeah, that? I yeah, Johnny, stop mocking my experiences, okay? What, what, what? But I have seen. I've dealt. I've experienced paranormal. So I did some magic for him when he was a kid, and he remembers it as uh, some shit disappearing. Johnny doesn't believe in magic. Well, that just sounds like a magic trick. Somebody takes a hat and is like, hey, I'm going to make this disappear. It disappeared, Johnny. Yeah, it's a magic trick. It disappeared. That's all I know is it disappeared. That's so funny. You can, you can <laughs> mock me all you want. I would love to. Would you like to see that, though? Like a cryptid? I would love to see a cryptid. Johnny, one, you though. really want to see a cryptid, dude? Just one. I do not right. want to see a cryptid. At a safe distance. All right, I'm which, telling you, dude, all you have Johnny? to do is, is get a tent and spend one night in the swamps, no, no, in no, the no, deepest, no. darkest area of some of these yeah. swamps. Yeah, <laughs> You're going to see something. You're going to be freaked out. Many out. people can't even... Stay the whole I, night out there. I want to be at the Hilton and just look out the window and yeah. see cryptid. That's what I want to <laughs> Off the grid, you know, decide to go on a uh, like a nine-day vacation. He's going, I'm going to this area of California where they say Bigfoot is, and I'm going alone. I go, why are you doing that? Dude, you're going to get deleted from the program. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> do not do that. You're going to get deleted, bro. <laughs> That's another thing, dude. Missing 411 shit yeah. is huge in that area. You really? You hear a lot of stories. Yes. Hunters and fishermen and, and people that go exploring out in those swamps, many are never, ever seen again. Because there's some dense energy around there, right? Some dense, well, dense People energy. don't know, man. I mean, people. So, it, it, a lot of people say, oh, they just got eaten by a gator. They weren't trouble, so, you know, they didn't know what they were doing, so they got eaten by a gator or eaten by a bear or something like that, but... Oftentimes, people just there's no trace of them. They just go missing completely. There's no blood. There's no you know body parts, and we even have the cases where people will show up a few days later, miles from the location that they went missing, and they don't know what the hell happened to them, and they'll be naked in the middle of the swamp somewhere. I mean, that there, could that. there be anywhere worse to be found naked? Is in the yeah, swamp. Right. That's that's number one worst part. Number one. Yeah. Especially if they got lizard people slithering around there, oh, man. Yeah, Fuck. Dude. Oh, Like, it's so weird. Like, everybody wants to live off the grid. It's like, I just want a nice combo, you know? <laughs> I, I want to where the government leaves me alone, but I right get at some. the edge of the grid. Yeah, yeah, I just want to be right on the edge of the grid yeah. where I can tip my toe on both sides if I want Still to. Still want to be able to get Uber Eats delivered. Yeah, yeah, but. for sure. I want to eat at a nice restaurant and have something to do on a Friday. It's so funny. When I when I go home, I just open that Uber Eats app, and it's just like, fuck you. <laughs> no, there's literally nobody will deliver. Yeah, nobody's open anymore. Yeah, there's no too. Uber. There's no even Uber. I live in the valley, dude. Everything closes at 9. Like, what happened to L.A.? No, even then, if shit's open, they don't have anything. Go to Best Buy and ask them for whatever you need. No, but you can get it online. I'm here for a reason. I know I can get it online. Trust me, I know I can get it so online. So I signed up. Uh, I So I had to check in because I'm going to Reno this whole weekend. If you want to see me live, go to samtriplee.com. All my dates are there. We got Reno. We got... Uh, we got Mississippi coming up. We got uh, ja Jacksonville, Mississippi, Baton Rouge. Jackson, you're going to Jackson, Mississippi. That's a nice little town. I've yeah, and then I'm going to um, San Diego after that, and then I'm figuring out what I'm going to shoot my special. I'll let you all know. But history samtribly.com, just go Reno this weekend. Um, so I'm checking in to my, my Delta, and it's a pain in the ass. And I'm telling you, this is them trying to get people to stop flying. I'm telling mm. you right now, 
Because this thing came out from either the UN, the, the, the WEF, which is like by 2050, they don't want anyone flying anymore. Is that what the new real IDs is for? You I got to go to DMV to get a new real ID that doesn't really tell you nothing much more than the fucking details. Yeah, it's just stupid. You. I don't even know. It's chaos, dude. But, but yeah, I mean, that's everything. I, have a, I think that could be what part of what pandemics are about too is to keep people from moving around they don't want you they just want you locked down i mean our country 15 minute cities yeah i think i think that's mm-hmm. a big Dude, I, i'm telling you this strike that's going on in the writer's strike there's something about it that's very ominous ominous what do you mean like what like i think i i think this is going to be the streaming sites trying to completely restructure how hollywood operates there's just part of me that thinks well, that's that. fascinating because, you know, that movie Air that just came out, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon started a production company where everybody on the production owns a piece and the stars don't get paid as much up front. They get, their guarantees are way lower, but they get, everybody gets points. Like the, the, so that movie, which was successful, the makeup person was like where, where, how, What do you mean it was successful? I mean, it did well in theaters okay. and it got distribution, you know, okay. it got money behind it. All right. uh, people paid you know, for the rights to release it. Um, and streaming, et cetera. And so, like, the makeup person on that movie was, like, the highest-paid makeup person. That could be the future of it, you know? Is is, is Should be interesting, yeah, dude, I if mean, the movie a, does well. If it doesn't do well, if then... If it doesn't, yeah. And then you're holding off pay for a long time, too, right? Well, I mean, you get a right. base, right? Uh, yeah, you I probably mean, you, get you a get base a, You still point. get a guarantee, but okay. it's just the guarantees, especially for the stars, are way the Rock, The Rock's on the same boat. He's uh, He has his own production that, that writes his own scripts, and then they just... Give it to Paramount, and Paramount picks it up, and that's why he mm. produces so many movies because they just make their own scripts for him to be a superhero. That's what happens when you're The Rock, right? Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Well, guys, uh, great episode, Chris. Thank you so much. We had a great Thanks, time. Man. I love it. I'm going to Louisiana, so I'm very excited about that. The world get some swamps while you're down there, man. Yeah. Get yourself some Bigfoot. I don't love. know about that. Come on, <laughs> let's get a vlog. Do a little vlog. I'm not vlogging swamps. in the swamp. Oh, dude, I hey, would the Bigfoot ladies need swamp. love too, bro. Dude, I think you're love missing to out. Take you down there and, and just video it, man. Just vlog it, dude. Oh, I'm not getting See it. an alligator? I could see you feeding an alligator. That would real be quick. so <laughs> good, dude. Yeah. You should really do that. I should not really do that. I should not. Anyways, Chris, one more time, tell them where they can find you. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. Our website is forbiddenknowledge.news. If you want to help support the production of the Forbidden Documentary, you can go to supportfkn.com. And we're on Rockfin, Rumble, and all podcast platforms. Okay. All right. So uh, thank you for coming in. Guys, again, go to samtribute.com. Grab your tickets now for all of your ticketing needs. I'm doing live. I'm putting stuff together. I'm focusing on getting on the road more. Daddy's feeling alive, dude. I feel alive. Check out also, check out my Instagram. I've been dropping hot fire on there and they are shadow banning me into the realms. Sam dot go to Instagram.com slash Sam Tripoli. Uh, follow me because I'm putting hot fire out there, dog. I I find anybody banging like Tripoli. It doesn't exist. Guys, anything else you want to save? Anything else? Uh, just stay tuned for a little clip from Broken Sam and the new Broken Sam will be out uh, uh, tomorrow or Friday, sorry. We don't smoke the same got banned again from Twitch, so you can only get it on Apple Podcast, Rockfin, <laughs> and Patreon. So head over to Rockfin, Patreon. You guys and Apple. are just uh, we're, 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 we we're you taking right after Twitch? you. Do you go live on Twitch? Yeah, that's why they took us off. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. What I was it? Was it the drug content? What was yeah, it? definitely yeah. drug content. Yeah. yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, you guys got to learn to work smart. 
Uh, here we go. So Wait, guys, it's called We Don't Smoke the Same. Are they not going <laughs> to? Yeah, that's true. Not do well, both? guys, thanks for tuning in. Enjoy these clips and hope to see you in Reno this tomorrow night. Here's a clip from the latest Broken Sim. Look at how much they, how quickly they wanted to get rid of Tucker Carlson. And, and he gets, what, a third of the ratings that Joe Rogan gets? Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's, I mean, he's the number one by far in that whole And, and by range the way, everybody, slot. I'm not, listen, dude. Listen to me. I think Eddie Bravo uses his face to open up his phone, by the way. So, I, I you know, it's like it's there. Yeah. It's there. Yeah, they got your face. You know, it's they just like this whole, and I'm not condoning it. I don't like it. I mean, what happened with this TikTok bill? Is it dead? Yeah, I don't know. It's funny how those things what always happened, pop up. Donald you, Trump? Like, these are things that make me think we're just, these are just loose jackings. The tech, TikTok bill, what happened with that? What the Donald Trump's uh, trial? Is he still on trial? Like, what happened with that? That's how they get you, dude. They just, just loose enough jacking. for one day of, one day of uh, jerking you around, and then it's over. Okay. Okay. Don't you agree? I do agree. Did you see Tucker Carlson responded today? And, like, the number that he got on Twitter was, like, 9 million views. Was it really? Yeah. Here's a, here's a quick little, because I think this is Good evening, it's Tucker Carlson. One of the first things you realize when you step outside the noise for a few days is how many genuinely nice people there are in this country, kind and decent people, people who really care about what's true, and a bunch of hilarious people also, a lot of those. It's got to be the majority of the population, even now. So that's heartening. The other thing you notice when you take a little time off is how unbelievably stupid most of the debates you see on television are. Yes. They're completely irrelevant. They mean nothing. In five years, we won't even remember that we had them. Trust me, as someone who's participated. And yet at the same time, and this is the amazing thing, the undeniably big topics, the ones that will define our future, get virtually no discussion at all. War civil liberties, emerging science, demographic change, corporate power, natural resources. When was the last time you heard a legitimate debate about any of those issues? It's been a long time. Debates like that are not permitted in American media. Both political parties and their donors have reached consensus on what benefits them, and they actively collude to shut down any conversation about it. Suddenly, the United States looks very I much totally like a one-party state. That's a depressing realization, but it's not permanent. Our current orthodoxies won't last. They're brain dead. Nobody actually believes them. Hardly anyone's life is improved by them. This moment is too inherently ridiculous to continue, and so it won't. The people in charge know this. That's why they're hysterical and aggressive. They're afraid. They've given up persuasion, they're resorting to force. But it won't work. When honest people say what's true, calmly and without embarrassment, they become powerful. At the same time, the liars who've been trying to silence them shrink and they become weaker. That's the iron law of the universe. True things prevail. Where can you still find Americans saying true things? There aren't many places left, but there are some, and that's enough. As long as you can hear the words, there is hope. So that seems to be him uh, teasing that he might be headed to what alternate media? Maybe? So, so there's a rumor that he's still on contract for a lot of money. Like he was making a lot of money. Dude. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Like million, uh, million something a month. 
So we like a non-compete situation where he can't well, go anywhere? Well, technically, he's still on contract, so he may not be able to go anywhere. But he hired a lawyer that will get him out of everything, I believe. And where he goes, I don't know. I mean, like, putting it out, like the video on Twitter. Now, is this YouTube? Yeah. yeah so we'll I mean, see what happens. Post took it from his Twitter, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, like, the video on Twitter is huge numbers. Now, Twitter just signed Matt Walsh. Twitter did. Yeah, Twitter. He's going to be posting content, most of his content, on Twitter. Hmm. So this is the move to make it a, a place where you can do all of it, which Good. is whatever you want, want to say. Now, I know tw- I, I'm not I, – I don't think Elon Musk is perfect. I think there are there's still censorship going on. But I, I, I feel that there is some stuff he, he – I'm not condoning the censorship. But I go, this guy has to dance a little dance to be able to do what he wants to do. It's just the way it is. And he's also a businessman who's recognized the opportunity of appealing. I make no illusions that he's saving anybody. No, but he wants to make money. And this is nobody is appealing to our what we are right now, like independent content content makers. Well, there are now Rumble is Rockfin right, has not at his level though, not like that billionaire level. Yeah, like, you yeah, know, yeah, mogul. yeah. Well, the Rumble guys are. That's the thing about Rumble when you go really deep. There's they have some interesting people, but yeah, they're yeah. The, but what they're doing is very smart. Okay, because they look at like what blew up YouTube back in the day, and that was outlaw shit. But they're also smart because they don't want it just to be conservative, right wing conspiracy stuff. And this is why I like Odyssey as well. Odyssey, if you go to odyssey.com, great website. It's a gorgeous website. It should be way bigger than it is. They have everything on there. So you can get your conspiratorial stuff, but you can also watch twerking videos, cat videos, the stuff, the the in-between stuff that the average person enjoys watching. It's so hard to get people to change their browsing habits to go It's really hard. Once you're the established brand, like, do you know that, like, like, what is the biggest MMA organization in the world what are you, ufc no what you, it's one fc i don't even know what that is, is that the asian that's thing? the asian one yeah, okay. it's much bigger but people in the united states we will love the ufc the ufc is the brand of excellence once you establish as the brand of excellence it's almost impossible to steal that without a you know controlled demolition which is why what Elon did in buying Twitter is potentially so smart is because that's a place people already are. It's already established brand. Yeah. And all these people running off, they're going to realize there's where are they going to go. And here's a quick sneak peek of Conspiracy Social Club. Enjoy. You, they, they, you, you cut around the membrane. All right. So as somebody Brian, who knows a lot are, about this. Okay, Brian. But tell me about cutting the tongue that is full of blood and why there's no blood anywhere. It's not, it's not necessarily full of blood, and the blood is way back in the throat, probably goes down the throat. Second of all, where was this? And when it comes to birds of prey, it prob- they come out Brian, in the morning. Brian, are you getting tired of holding your eyes open? They come, they come out in the morning. He probably yeah. found these things at 5 in the morning before the carrion come down to, to feast. 
So it doesn't hold water. Brian, I love that you tend to do this all the time. You answer conspiracies with conspiracies. What do you mean? That's the most amazing thing. What do you mean? You're like, you know, the Earth axis was probably off a degree, and the sun was just bang, you know, hold the on. rays of the sun. Well, there are a lot of uh, a lot of birds of prey in Utah, but they don't come out till later on. <laughs> The, the, uh, this has been investigated in uh, specifically Texas in the Four Corners for some time. I mean, since the 1970s, they've got over 200 cases of these kind of odd. So, wolf-like creature, three times the size of a normal wolf, that was impervious to rival humanoid creatures raising yellow eyes, flying on from a tree. This is what happens when you do this many mushrooms. What you're forgetting is that there is a lot of psychedelics being used. In that area, and by who the cows? Bad trip is sometimes you might shoot a cow and remove his anus and on mushrooms. Brian, take me through that surgery. When you mix a lot of different psychedelics, it can happen. I love it, Brian. All right, Brian, you take you. Brian, you literally are so anti-conspiracy. You come up with an even crazier theory than cryptids. Do you think that what People is cryptids? I don't, know what, I don't know what cryptids committed are. precision surgery Could be. on cow's asshole. Could be. Is that what you're saying? Could be some kind of a That is the most hilarious thing I've ever heard. What, what is a cryptid? We have done 230 episodes, and I can say that's the funniest things ever said on this podcast. What is a cryptid? Uh, cryptids are animals that cryptozoologists believe may exist somewhere in the wild but are not recognized. Zoologists don't. Zool- hold on. Zoologists don't. I need you to rephrase that. Uh, not <laughs> zoologists. No, because cri- that, because zoologists tend to be s- 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 scientists who are responsible to m- 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 measurable ev- ev- evidence. Now, what we have here is um, somebody who loves fiction. <laughs> and uh, he is going to come up with all kinds of uh, space alien, chicken snake god uh, people uh, who kill uh, six cows in Utah. <clears throat> we don't even know if this story is actually true, by the way. I don't even know if this story is true. I don't even accept that six cows had their tongues and anuses removed. I said it out loud. I don't even think it's true. Next story, I'm calling BS. Uh, Why are you, then you're calling uh, uh, Dylan a a shitty researcher. Yes, I am. Whoa. uh, Shots uh, fired. Cryptids includes the Ninjin. The Ninjin? Yeah, are you familiar with the Ninjin? Well, I haven't seen a Marvel movie in a while. So you don't believe in Bigfoot? I sure don't. Uh, (laughs) Now, that's interesting. This is the Ninjin. Well, you know what? Looks like about the most harmless creature I've ever seen in my life. Uh, If I saw that thing, I would would Muay Thai knee that thing under the chin, and he'd go to sleep. All right? Because all you have to do with a ninja is Muay Thai knee that fucker under his chin. Say like that. Brian, Brian, he's interdimensional. You can see that. Interdimensional, Brian. Brian, he's interdimensional. He's got no arms. He'd just go. He's interdimensional. Well, he'd he'd be taking a Muay Thai knee. Your knees can't affect guys from different dimensions. He'd be taking that knee right to the old chinny-chin poo-poo. 
and he'd chip some teeth and go to sleep. John, and then you I know did, how then I, fast that guy with no arms I would arms surgically, is. I would, I do because he can't move his arms. How do I you know? He's surgically remove his They entrails. move at different speeds. No, yeah. that's, that baby, that's a person that's who didn't. That's not a baby, that's a full grown. ninja. That is a, that is a person who. His name is no, Ninja, no, bro. That's a person. Ninja slow, bro? No, that's a human being raised in a ninja Romanian. Ninja precision. No, that's just, what that guy is. You just showed me a person. Uh, raised in a Romanian orphanage who didn't have access to iodine or good nutrition. All right, guys, real quick before we're done, we want to tell you about all of our affiliates. It's a great way to support the show. Uh, as you know, uh, fiat money is chaos. Okay, fractional reserve banking, dangerous. The best way to get out of it is precious metals, in particular, silver and gold, silver and gold. And that's why we're working at Wise Wolf, okay? Wise Wolf, silver and gold. Just go to samtriplee.com or samtriplee.gold and you can join. And uh, he's hooking you up. They got great pro that you can either buy single time or you can sign up for their program where you can buy up to $500 a month. I'm doing it. I hope you can too. We also have... Everybody at Eagle Research, that's right, Eagle Research, AquaCure Mobile Model AC50 Brown Gas, Hydrogen Brown Gas. Uh, the guy who makes it says it's secure. People are using it. Check it out. Just go there, use the, the, the promo code Tin foil hat, three words, and get a discount. Go back to the main page, Sam Tripoli. You will get, uh, yeah, you get a discount with the promo code TINFOIL. And then our good friends over at HaleyRayCrystalShop.com. Go to the promo code is Swarm15. Swarm 15, get 15% off all your crystals, all your quartz, all uh, you name it. What do we got here? Look at all this stuff. All this stuff. All the best. You can do it right there. It's all part of the best crystal shop on the internet. Jewels, bracelets, clusters, you name it. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Candles. You name it. You got it. Swarm 15. Thank you for supporting the show. We love you. And uh, thank you so much for your support. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. Drink. From the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. <laughs> That's some interdimensional shit. <laughs> Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. There's, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack. Tim foil hack. Tim foil hack.